And so just so. I want to see. I want to see too. It is the age <coughs> of the geek. Did you check? I'm, you know, the back of your face is kind of sucks for me. Fallout, Star Wars story. Let it go here. Let it percolate. I wasn't going to say it. Let it breathe. That gives a whole new meaning to the term battle axe. I'm sorry. <laughs> Disney did worse. This title is pending. Guarantee you that. We will always find an interesting title for these podcasts. Listen for the title. Do you have a suggestion for a title? Let us know during the podcast. But, Perjangers and Wallhangers is doing it live. We are doing it live. No good. Here is the illustrious hat. The PJ and WH hat that will be coming soon. Here you go. Uh, Not you yet. Really, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a delay. I probably have to wait thirty. To, if you pull up the other screen, yeah, no, we're yep, gonna make you wait there. for the. Hmm? We're gonna make you wait hmm? for the delay. Yeah, you're looking good. You're looking good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Delays and everything aside. Welcome everybody <laughs> to Perch Hangers and Wall Hangers. Media Network production. Uh, this is podcast number 72. Scroll down there a little bit. You'll see what Yay! took the 71 place. Spoiler alert. The Mandalorian. And oh my god, did you watch it? No. It's you really good. Not. It's called, it's called a You light. walk into my house and blaspheme this way. You have not watched The Mandalorian, No, sir. I was planning on watching it tonight. But the- I know a guy who was planning on showing his kids, under 10 kids, The Mandalorian. I'm you showing have them all. Example. I'm showing them all at the same time. I think Connor would still even appreciate it. And of course, you'll notice, once again, we are missing one Kelly Collins. Uh, he has... He's contracted the Black Death. He did. He, could, he caught it from Chris. So, uh, no, no, this one was from his daughter. <laughs> Once again, but the curse of the Black Death is brought upon from you. Just mere association. Through osmosis, no. <laughs> osmosis Jones. But of course, on the PJ, com, you can find all of our latest podcasts, including, spoiler alert, The Mandalorian, as well as the last podcast, Every Kiss Begins with a Flood. <laughs> I like that <laughs> Absolutely. We'll find a better one, though. So, we always want to bring uh, attention to anywhere you can find our podcast, including the Pure Jangers and Warhangers Love Balloon of the BOP, the Black Opinionated Podcast with Matthew Kennedy and the Light Skin Breakdown with Teddy Schools. We are working on getting uh, our page about us updated. we got to put an RIP right here. Yeah. All right, Respawn soon. You know, we just get a buffering symbol. No, no, R-I-P-B-D. <laughs> There's the title. <laughs> but I think that uh, I think Kelly will respawn next week if he has some, some good antibiotics. Um, but he'll definitely be, check out the Black Opinion, Opinion uh, the Black Opinion podcast. I did another one with Matt and yeah. Teddy, and we went on about Disney Plus. It is a big thing in the news right now, which is what is Disney doing? What is Netflix doing? What is going on with the streaming wars? And it is, I think, in full force right now with the streaming wars. It's Disney another finally advent. laying their dick out. It's another advent of just 
television content becoming it's coming at, at an impasse. Yeah, it, it it is. But the old ways and the new ways aside, we obviously want to thank Rip Studios, Ripped-Studios.com. I didn't pull it up, but you can. Um, Ripstudios.com. You can watch episode one and two now. A dead time story, tales from the morgue, unfortunate deaths and unfortunate ways. Episode two, until death, and of course, episode one, clean shave. Both of them are for your viewing pleasure up on the YouTube, sitting on our website there, on the interwebs. <clears throat> and of course, we start off them every week with the muck and dirt, the thick of it. The nerdy news, and you're actually going to want to go to the first story in the in the folder. I didn't cue that up right, and that is my fault. But John Leguizamo, okay, name you don't hear very often, but he's creating a new Latino comic book superhero. Will it be called Luigi's Adventure? It won't be Luigi's Adventure or Luigi's Mansion. Um, I think those are copyrighted. He, he was, I did get that right, right? He was Luigi? He was. He was uh, Super Mario Brothers star Luigi. We were just talking about um, that. We were. And uh, he's why raising wouldn't you money. talk about the Mario He actually movie. talked about this during his comedy special on Netflix, uh, Latino History for Idiots. Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. And that went on a Broadway. He kept on touring with that as well. And they mentioned that in this article. But essentially, the Super Mario Mother star is raising money through crowdsourcing and all Latino-produced comic book series featuring all Latino superheroes. So, super... Well, there's an idea. Why don't you just... I'm sorry. They're, they have no real direction of what, what they want Well, he to says do. right here, I knew that there was no superhero... There was no Superman coming to save my ass in my neighborhood. He didn't have that ethnic superhero that he could look up to. I had... I'm white. I had a number. I mean a plethora of heroes. So many, it was it was like you know the hot chick going to a bar. You're, you're no, not gonna, you're not going to have se- secret Camino man coming back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but Phenom X is the character that he's creating, and it's a bit of an interesting uh, team. Him and um, where is it? Oh, Ed- Edgardo. Manira Rodriguez, and artist. Mario? Yeah, he. You know him. He's the artist of the best-selling superhero series, La Boneca. Oh yeah, that, you, you know, know everybody knows that one, La Boneca. But uh, yeah, he's the artist, and he's planning on looking for. Until I'm going to do sixty-nine. John Leguizamo, call us. But. He's also looking for more Latino artists, illustrators, uh, producers, and editors to keep going on this project. The, so far, the crowdsourcing has raised 22k. Go to scroll down on this beautiful bean footage. Oh. Actually, go to the next story. That's what it is. Next story. Yeah, this one. Bam! This is his site that you can go to. Seed and uh, Seed and Spark. Com backslash fund backslash phenom x pound symbol st- uh, story. And you can go in $25 to shout out. You get the comic. You This is a way that you can contribute. 
Um, even going up to like the ten grand uh, aspect, you get written into the comic. Uh, you get comics at twenty five and seventy five. You get you know different stuff in here that John. I don't know why they had to do what's anti gravity. I don't know why they had to do the octopus dreads. I mean, dreads are dreads sell. Dreads are a hot thing, but they got to get up to seventy five k, man. And right now they're at twenty two k. They have uh, twenty two days left in twenty hours. And John, just minute. do another John Wick movie, and then yeah. it'd be good. Because <laughs> everything attached with Keanu Reeves is attached. Just, just like, roll it into the fund. Just, you, use that as <laughs> you, use that as your funding source. You know what? Just watch John Wick franchises, and then he'll get the royalty checks, and then that will go into the comic. Support him that way. We we should encourage everybody to purchase John Wick the first one. Okay, well then there you go. I haven't <laughs> seen he, he, he wasn't in two or three, so he's not going to get All right, well, fuck three. the rest. Just purchase one and watch one, and that will help the Latino Watch the first movement. 15 minutes and then go and purchase it again and watch it. Uh, oh, you see, they get, you, you get like a poster, <laughs> digital artwork. At 10 grand, that's a bit much to be uh, added into the movie. I think at like $1,000, he'll, he'll buy you a pizza, but in... in it's not in the uh, travels. Not I, I will accept five hundred as, as he comes in. How, the, how low does that go? I, as, as long as he goes into the costume, like dressed up as his character from Spawn. Social media shout out <laughs> on the Facebook page. Keep scrolling down on this. I didn't actually uh, seven. I didn't research this page. I researched the news article. Uh, five so all media s- shout out. Yeah, flight. Off. Five signed Phenom Comics digital artwork poster. Thank you in the comic, of course. Five thousand dollars. You're the best. Yeah. Uh, pretty much all of them. Go right to the there. premiere no with real. John Leguizamo. Travel not included. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> donate. Donate five thousand dollars, but I'm not gonna fly you out there. And you. St- Still gotta pay for that plane ticket or bus drop. But, I mean, it's in New York probably, so that's a, a short. That's a train ride for us. That's not actually that bad. If you got five grand and you're in the Philadelphia the area, man, maybe this is still up your range. But you know, I mean, it, it's it's a nice thing for kids in in the comic industry. This one I wanted to highlight it. It's a different superhero, especially in the age that we are, which is I would say the age of heroes. It is the age <coughs> of the geek baby. That's what it is. The next story, though, <laughs> is a bit of conjecture here. It's speculatory, I should say. It's not the Fallen Order, although you've been playing the hell out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in. I was going to buy it. It, it. It's a good story, but it's not. You know, when they said it'd be like Dark Souls, Star Wars, not so much. It's just a Star Wars game. It's Star Wars with Dark Soul elements, no. but not the difficult. Well, the meditation. When, you, when they, it's like a bonfire. The, the Dark Souls combat, I'm, I'm looking for a precision that isn't in this game. They just made the hitboxes it's very, very small. And you go to these like save point meditation things, everything resets. So yeah, that's so I guess in that what they it's the Dark Souls. Album. It's, it's not crazy. really. It's, it's not. Dark. He's not it's just, Link. Yeah, He's, it's just it, uh, they didn't take enough out of Dark Souls to make it a, a true Dark Souls esque game. Yeah, no, like but, the other Neo and that other one. Yes, yeah, but like with this cycle, story, those are this great is a bit of hope. Other games. Um. Dynamic Comics 
have teased some big news. It's possible fallout comic. And as you'll see, he was scrolling through a bit of these uh, stories. You see this one, which is clearly the vault, uh, the vault tech symbol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scroll down, you see a Geiger counter. Still don't know what this is. Oh, everyone knows that. Everybody, everybody knows, that. knows what these three symbols are accumulating to, and that is yeah. It was your takeover of the currency to try to do in battle pass. But if you look at the handle, it's dynamite comes. <laughs> now they also do trading cards, they do board games, but. What haven't you seen? There are trading cards. There are board games for Fallout already. We haven't seen a comic that hasn't been tied to a game or a launch. This gives me hope for a good Fallout comic. Something that you could just set anywhere in <coughs> the United States. It'll still be better story than 76. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. You could even tell My the fear story is that the story that we're going to get in the comic is going to be Fallout 76. You can look at the cover of the comic and it'll still be a better story than 76. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's they can literally uh, just yeah, transcribe uh, what happened in 76 story-wise into this comic and it will turn out better than 76. Yeah. That's all they need to do. But I think that yeah. there's a lot of promise in this because you can just keep going. You can have an anthology kind of series. You can make this a mini-series and keep going in the Fallout universe with that. So there's a lot of things that uh, could a lot happen. Of, they go in a lot of different directions. You want to go full screen on this beautiful bean footage. The Expanse. Season oh, yeah! Has uh, we may not want to for copyright protection. Ah, fuck it. Just skip around. Season four has a trailer, and with this, with the trailer, you see them pretty much going off on the Rossi, the crew's back, going off to an alien world, and December thirteenth, it's kicking off. It's actually based off of a sci-fi novel series, which yeah, they're basing it off of the fourth book. So there's a lot. They said they have to go beyond the fourth book a bit, so they have to expand on it to give it. Once it's done, then I'll read the books. But they said that the series has already been renewed for a fifth season. Amazon is confident that the high quality from the earlier seasons will continue on to this next. It is a really good show. I, I always love a good sci-fi when it's done right because there's been a lot of sci-fi out there that's just been like, here's space, here's yeah. ships, go. And you know, you yeah. want to know one reason why this show is so good is Kyle Hill from Because Science. He was involved as a consultant in the show, good. helping them get space and the science right. I know. That is one thing that really makes you I have a guy who knows it is, it is really show. good. You have a guy who knows science. He knows all this stuff, and he's like, that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. Fix it. You know what I mean? Probably not as that. But yeah, all it, but TV shows should have a guy like that. Just and a lot of the shows do Roddenberry was that. just guessing, and half the shit that he was guessing on is like <laughs> part of the lexicon yeah. of today. Yeah. That's true. That's true. So yeah. sci-fi like does inspire. Yeah, it inspires like the transporters. Technology. He just wanted, he wanted a shuttle. No, 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 no. We don't have the money for that. They disappear. <laughs> they reappear. <laughs> bang! <laughs> Make it happen. Now, now, quantum reality says it could be a possibility. Yeah, yeah. All the quantum shit, man. That's like a crutch for comic books and uh, no, I'm talking about in real life. But also with real life, there is a lot of that quantum technology that is happening. 
There's a lot. I mean, they only projected a proton up in space, but mm -hmm. they said they did it. So what? I can't say no. They didn't. Because did you check? I'm, you know, the vacuum of space is kind of sucks for me. <laughs> <laughs> sucks for everybody. Well, that answer yeah. just sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But check out uh, <laughs> Expanse December thirteenth. <laughs> um, <It's> mega made. <laughs> <laughs> the next story, not Fallout or not New uh, Fallen Order. <laughs> Fallout, Star Wars story. Um, <laughs> I'm sold. No, you can't run. No, no, that that's the Ryan Johnson trilogy that's coming. It's a fallout. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, back on the rails. We have the Sin City TV series coming out. I, I. So, what was your take on the Sin City? Frank Miller is developing it. He's developing it from the comics. It's supposed to be more gritty, like comics. It's supposed to be more that. I haven't seen the comics to compare it to. I remember briefly seeing the movie Sin City. I didn't see the sequel. The first one was good. But, yeah, the first one, man. Oh, I've got specs on it. But, uh, according to... Uh, I forgot what site reported this, but the uh, Deadline. There you go. According to Deadline, Miller recently won back the rights to the property of Sin City last year. And that allows him to develop the series. However... He sees fit, and he's closed the deal with Legendary Television for the series. And Deadline says that it, it, the, in the deal, it is said that Legendary has to guarantee the first season of the show, as well as a network or streaming flat platform to put it on. Um, so, uh, uh, as, yeah, the uh, the movies. Which one do you, you know, did you? Watch him. I mean, the first one was absolutely fantastic. It was gritty. You had Bruce Willis in there. You had Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, you had a great cast and Elijah Wood. The the art style of the movie, the red, uh, the red, black, and white. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was very artsy. It was very comic booky, and it. Mm -hmm. I think it was one of the things that crucially led to comic books uh, getting. To the point where Marvel has them and he's in movies right yeah. now, and I think it was very crucial. And I think it is a great idea that Mark Miller gets back in there with uh, Robert Rodriguez, who prefers, uh, uh, pre helped direct the first one. Yes, they also did. Both um, of them get back in there doing a TV series. Get it on Hulu. Get it on Netflix. Something that won't hinder you back because they're looking the for age. a hard R animated series for this. And a lot of mm -hmm. you see a lot of streaming services going with that. With the advent of um, Game of Thrones wrapping up, they kind of mm -hmm. need a new focal point. We haven't hit a, a true focal point of a TV show since Thrones is wrapped up. Now, it's granted yeah. we're only six months out. But mm -hmm. everybody's reaching out for something in that aspect now that Thrones is wrapped up. But I don't think there's a real dominant thing yet. Um, As dominant. We just need patience with having... Let, let it go a year. Let it percolate. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> let it breathe. <laughs> um, let it breathe. <laughs> but, 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 so, so just... <laughs> Get some time behind it. Yeah. 
let everybody forget how awful season the last season of the Thrones was. I think that's probably why you're going to be waiting at least until 2021, 2022 for the prequel series with the Targaryens. Keeping up with the Targaryens to come out. <laughs> I, I really think, I really want to see that series. But I want to see it done well. Don't get somebody who's just looking to, you know, improve their career. Get yeah, somebody who wants to That gives a right. whole new meaning to the term battle axe. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But just to give you a little background here, um, the original film had a budget of $40 million. It went on to make $158 million worldwide. Worldwide. The sequel, not so much. Uh, $40 million budget, it made $65 million. In Hollywood terms, that's called failing upwards. But I think there's a lot of promise in this one. There's a lot of fans behind Sin City, and uh, there's it's a, lot a good of fans. series, and I, I enjoy the I enjoy the novels. There's a lot of fans behind this series. Warner Brothers, they are interested in doing another mask movie with your boy Jim Carrey. Yeah. How much do you want to see this movie? I would pay anything to see that. Updated. It's been you know, it's been a while. The mask comes back to him. He has kids. It switches between him, the kids, the dog. I mean, obviously it'd be a new dog because it would have to. Milo would have been long gone and dead. Although you can put the mask on a dead Milo. Unless they do That's a a title (laughs) podcast. Unless they do a continuation of of the original story. Yeah. Now in nineteen ninety four, long before Marvel's movie mania happened. There was one hottest comic book movie, and that was The Mask. When that thing came out, it did amazing, man. $351 million at the box office. It was a hit. They had an animated TV series. Jim Carrey, this is one of the Triforce of movies that propelled him into Hollywood fame, as well as Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber. These three movies, that, that, that is a, exactly a, why you That is a trifecta right there. Mm-hmm. It's exactly why you know him. And he played this fantastic. It was it, more lighthearted than the comics. He just won that. It was a triple win. It's trending. Oh, yeah. But here is the hangover. <laughs> <laughs> now, sources close to We Got Covered said that while WB wants to make a mass movie with Jim Carrey, they are also and or willing to do a reboot with a female lead with a darker tone closer to the comics. So with or with, without Jim Carrey, the mask is moving forward. What do you want to see more? Do you want to see a reboot I, I, I first and Carrey. then a shitty reboot, uh, uh, the, or rather the mask sequel, and then a shitty reboot? Or do you want to see a shitty reboot and then Jim Carrey have to say, all right, come on, I'll fix this, watch. I'd rather just see Jim Carrey. in your dining room? You want to kill that? Yeah, yeah, where's my gun? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, that's the Spider-Grass opera. Yeah, I will, I'll kill him. It'll be, it'll be going in a minute. But, the mask... Spider-Grass opera aside... Title. Uh, no, I'm not picking that one. Touching <laughs> <laughs> that one with a ten foot pole, but um, anyway, the balls in Jim Carrey's court, essentially. 
it's down to Jim Carrey whether he wants to do it or not. What what is going to happen? It's rather I would much rather see Jim Carrey do his sequel, make it hot. He's doing the next story, which is really looking good, especially with him in his role as Doctor Robotnik. Could have been a little bit better timing, podcast uh, Comcast, but. We see Sonic the Hedgehog redesign, looking amazing. Paramount Pictures once again coming out of the court here. Now you get a good look at the Green Hill Zone, a funny straight out of the uh, straight out of the games Sonic, as well as Jim Carrey's Doctor Robotnik just dancing around, looking like an idiot, like Jim Carrey does. As <clears throat> and then. Transportation rings. He's running along and he throws out a ring and transports out. Just like in the game. They're pulling a lot and really heavy from it. And they brought somebody in. I think it was Sonic World or Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania. They brought in somebody from Sonic Mania to help produce this and fix it right. And I got a lot of I got a lot of hope for this movie now. Even this scene right here when I'm watching the trailer and he's like, Oh, you got car insurance, right? That is such a fucking asshole Sonic's thing to say. This little robot that you could have easily fucking killed just took off this man's roof. I gotta tell you, I would stop the fucking truck and kick that little hedgehog out and say, fuck you, you're done. <laughs> That's me. All you right? put a lot of thought into this. And then this one where he's like, oh, so you're his best friend and he's jealous but of the dog. February 14th, 2020. Uh, Coming out. Okay. But the Green Hill Zone and everything, its Sonic is just looking so good now, and it's because Paramount listened to the fans. Possibly see that one hopping up on Netflix, and I'll explain later. So, one thing started in production recently. Last Friday, Tom Hardy posted Venom on two. Instagram, Venom 2 Electric Boogaloo is in production. Okay. It's not. You might have to retire that one. I might. I might. I've been beating the Disney, uh, the Disney dead horse. Just Disney dead horse. Um, But Tom Hardy said in a tweet, "We are Venom, day one, sitting in a makeup chair. Scroll down and you'll see, sitting in a makeup chair. However, it was taken off of Instagram because Sony wants to keep this private. They don't want a big announcement. But it does make sense because with their production." they have a set release date of October 2020. So with him announcing now, that does keep in line with the 2020 release date. Andy Sykes being the director. And since the last, pod, uh, the last podcast, he has been confirmed as playing Alfred Pennyworth in the Matt Reeves Batman. He's, he's all over, man. He's got a lot of projects, dude, and it's good for him because there's a lot of things going on with this next story as well. Disney announced more movies coming out up to 2023, and this story, you're going to have to follow me. So we already know, in 2020, with Disney Plus, by the way, to start off, they, day one, okay, after, on the 13th, it opened on the 12th, on the 13th, they had 10 million subscribers. And if you look at the yearly subscription of $70. And, what is it, Netflix has yeah. 
60 million in the U.S. alone. And some of that is like partnership uh, money from like Verizon because they're doing the deal with, you know, Verizon Fios customers, new customers get yes. Disney Plus for a year, mm -hmm. which has Comcast all up in arms for some reason, of course, because they're losing now subscriber base, which is, you know, standard business practice. Yeah, of course. So in 2020, we start off with Black Widow on May 1st. Then we get uh, Falcon Winter Soldier in fall of 2020. All right. Eternals set for November 6th. Then Shang-Chi 2021, February 12th. Uh, WandaVision, we have spring of 2021. Loki, spring of 2021. We have Doctor Strange on May 7th. And Spider-Man on July 16th. Thor, Love and Thunder is uh, November 5th while we have Hawkeye coming out in fall of 2021 and What If was also uh, summer 2021. Uh -huh. So 2020, 2021, this is all the stuff that we've already heard and already known to be coming out. That's a solid two years for Marvel. I'm enjoying that one. I mean, especially the ones I'm really looking forward to. Doctor Strange, I can't wait to see where that goes. Yeah. Shang-Chi, It'll be really interesting to see how they set him up, especially since we already know that they're going to want to introduce the rebooted uh, Danny Rand into his universe specifically. But we also have heard that like uh, Blade, him and Moon Knight are going to be tied together. Good. She-Hulk and Mark Ruffalo are going to be tied together. Good. Miss Marvel, as we saw in the last podcast in her audition video that she has already dropped, that she knows of the new Avengers as well as the Inhumans. So there's a lot of speculation as to what exactly this is going to culminate into. Now, the new properties that they're announcing, four movies slated for 2022. One Black Panther set on May 6th. And then three untitled movies being slated for February 18th, July 29th, and October 7th. Then, 2023, four other movies release on February 17th, May 5th, July 28th, and November 3rd. That seems to be their formula for the next four years. Yeah. Minus 2020. 2020, you got a Black Widow in February, but outside of that, you're going to be getting four Marvel movies and practically four Disney Plus series a year. So you're getting eight stuff from Marvel interconnected, interwoven into maybe Secret Wars or whatever they're going to do. So this goes to this question. Like, do you think um, Disney is doing this the right way or the wrong way with their streaming service? Because if we look at it, Let's just call a spade a spade. Netflix was the pioneer in trying to bring content and a streaming mm -hmm. platform, but how long did it take them to get Orange is the New Black up and running and, and House yeah. of Cards running? So, and then purchasing the content they kind of have uh, on their platform. Whereas Disney's just, they already took the formula. They saw all the other content providers and they realized that they had their own house of content instead of leasing it out to others. I'm kind of fine with Disney's, uh, their business model because they are taking I have one, cinema to one a new one level. I have one issue with that. 
put the X-Men episodes in chronological order, please? <laughs> the animated X-Men. They're not in, in chronological no, order? No, they're not. I will wait to watch that series then. Um, I, we immediately went to The Mandalorian, which maybe Yaddle. We, I asked Google, and the Yoda species, according to StarWars.com, is called a Yaddle. George Lucas never wanted to actually name the species, name the seri- the species but the, it's not a baby Yoda. We get it. Just move the fuck on. Call it a baby Yoda if you want to. The point is, the series is fantastic. They had the name in something. Yeah. And they never they don't have a baseline, so they can name it whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> Although I got this new species of dinosaur. I like how it's a do you think he saw us? I like how the <laughs> Disney Plus series also came through with not overloading you at launch. Yes, they had problems with buffering and loading up it's fine for me. My son was watching Mickey's Clubhouse. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have, we have not had any problems. I have heard of people that have had problems, but with Disney Plus, it yes, it's offering an interconnective web of different series through Pixar, Star Wars, and everything that they're doing. Marvel Hero Project, absolutely amazing. National Geographic's on there too, which is awesome. Yeah, a bunch of content mm-hmm. on there. And they're going to continue to try to expand that. Now, one thing, especially with the next story that you won't see on there, is Spider-Man. Minus Infinity War. Yeah, and Civil War. Tom Holland's Spider-Man will be uh, noticeably absent from there because while Disney, uh, Papa Disney and Mama Sony have come to a visitation agreement with (laughs) Spider-Man... Uh, the franchise, the movies will not appear on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> although, all of Disney's animated Spider-Man shows will be coming out in full force. So, at this Man, time... I would love to see the domestic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> How much is she taking into the clip? <laughs> oh, You're not going to have your series on your platform. No, because it is detrimental to the child. I still have pictures of him, though. I will have his illegitimate brothers with other mothers. At this time, Rick Strauss told The Verge, uh, you know, who knows what is going to happen in the future. Um, I smell petitions coming. I can just smell a petition five years ahead of time. I feel that ultimately Disney will win out in this one only because they're kind of like an executive producer with no... with like. Or a, um, a CEO of a company that just wants something and just says, I want it. So they'll just throw some money at it until they get it. Yeah. <laughs> You're turning violet, Violet. <laughs> I want it now! Yeah, um, that's kind of how I saw that as Roger, well. Roger, what's your vector, Victor? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really excited for everything that is going on with Sony and Disney. And I think that there's a lot that they can mend. They keep going through, and this is an interesting thing, all the bunch of different live action and different Spider-Man. Um, you see the 70s uh, Japanese Spider-Man, as well as the amazing Spider-Man. They it doesn't look that bad for being 70s. Not that one. The upper one is the 70s. <laughs> I was going to say. Keep going. Actually, no. That's the Japanese Spider-Man. He, that had a crazy plot, too. 
Yeah, that was that. I saw like clips on that on YouTube. That was pretty a damn. And he is reportedly coming to into the Spider Verse too. Awesome. I'm really excited Mm. for that. That's like a little nod that you have this weird Spider Man where. I was been by Radio X as part of like, oh, I got a really different backstory than you guys. Like, I am. Did you see the like the 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 Pakistani or Indian Spider Man one? I did not. Oh my god! It's like Bollywood. Yeah, it's a Bollywood Spider Man. Bollywood Spider Man. (laughs) He 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 hits a button on his wrist and the suit just comes out of air, like out of nothing. It's like thrown at him, lands on his body, and it just transforms into Spider Man. That's it. Better than an actual spider that's a man. I mean, <laughs> if they did that aspect, I think that would have been a little bit more to get up in arms on. But I'm really excited about uh, this next one if it is done correctly. I'm talking about Marvel Kid Gloves, Disney. Marvel Kid Gloves. You fuck this Listen up. I'm going to. I'm going. To, I'm never going to forgive you. All Disney right? developing new live action Dragon Ball movie with Asian cast. It has hope. Just with that last line, Asian okay. cast. Dragon Ball. We all know the travesty of Dragon Ball Evolution. All right. We don't need to speak of that anymore. This is Disney taking care of this, and I have a lot of hope. <laughs> Wasn't that the last movie done by Miramax? I, I think it was. I think it was Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) But I have a lot of hope in Disney that they can do right with the Dragon Ball series, especially with an Asian cast, especially with what we've seen with the fan uh, live action fan. the fan-made trailer, yeah. Yeah, the made trailer. To where they went over Super Saiyan, they went over a couple couple of key. That was against Frieza or Cell, wasn't it? Cell. Cell. And. That series that they did, they did a couple of episodes in that, man. It was fantastic. You would be, you would be astutely proud of Mr. Connor because he is now telling Linda, like, the lineage of Goku, Gohan, Goten, <laughs> Frank, Vegeta, Bulma. <laughs> you know. I can just imagine so these conversations. Oh, I'm so proud. And then... <laughs> and then he's still, he's still like, he's not saying it meanly. Because Linda was telling me, she's like, you know, Connor was correcting me. He's like, no, I'm sorry that you're saying that, but no, his name is Gohan. <laughs> was she saying, who's the pussy who didn't level up and become an OP character? No, she's just, oh. she's just poor, like, because Linda. that's facts. That is facts. <laughs> She just, <laughs> she is just poor when it comes to knowing names because, like, she doesn't watch it. So when she tries to name names, she's like Hohan, and she's like, "No, I'm sorry that you say that. His name's Gohan. <laughs> I'm sorry that you say that. His master is Piccolo." <laughs> so Disney seeing this as a franchise to capitalize on, especially with Disney Plus getting a live action true to form Dragon Ball series. Now, where do you want to see him come in? Do you want to see him come in at the uh, Saiyan Saga? Do you want to see him come in Get me where the they last... tried at Dragon Ball Evolution to where it's an origin of Gohan no, or Goku? You already have the template, so let, let's... The template is, is like, you know, get me... Get you me, want a Spider-Man, that bitch. Get me a... a full, we already know this story. This is where we start. 
give me a give me a, just a small prelude of like showing hints and like just a little bit of sprinkles, a little bit of sprinkles on of of Goku landing to Earth, and then just come into the the Saiyan saga and just tell the story from there because you have enough content to make it, you know, multiple movies. Yeah, or you can make its own universe. Oh yeah, you could definitely milk the shit out of this gal. Because and then on top of that, with Super come like still going on. Oh, absolutely. And then you have the option to just go back and prequel that bitch, and then do Dragon Ball. Exactly. Starting off at that, mm-hmm. I see them starting off at Dragon Ball Z, doing the Saiyan saga, going into Cell saga, or Frieza and Cell saga, and then even Boo. Yeah. And then after that, either going prequel or going into Super. Because by that time, if you go prequel, then you go through all that, then Super's going to be all wrapped up, and you have a cap to the series. And then that's Disney's complete live action, hey, look at how great we did this series. But if they... So, so just... Putting a lot of faith in Disney right now. Don't fuck it up! But, but, <laughs> You're putting so, way too yeah, much faith in Disney. If we wanted the starting point to be end of Z, into Super... So like we just see like the final explosion from like the aftermath of Ajin Boo. And mm. it starts off into that. And then any time that they want to backtrack and explain Frieza, another movie. Backtrack and explain Cell, another movie. Backtrack. So we're just gonna ignore GT? We can ignore GT. <laughs> okay. We can like. ignore GT. <laughs> I didn't think GT was that bad. No, GT is not that bad. But when there's when there's when super they're talking bad, about though. when they're talking oh about God, super, God. all they have to do is just say GT's from another multiverse, and then they can bring that they in. They did, they did that with Dragon Ball Heroes, and now they're fighting each other, and it's awesome. But they're not gonna say, look, they can do all that. <laughs> they can do all that. They, they can do like whatever that they want. They had a hundred and forty-eight fucking games. A hundred and forty-eight games. That's what I learned out of this article. I have not purchased all hundred and forty-eight, but I would. I remember, playing, I remember playing Dragon Ball GT on, on the PS1. That was an awesome game. Raging Glass <laughs> 2. I've said it multiple times on this podcast that Raging Glass 2 was a staple for uh, myself, Moy, and Troy. We have almost ended our friendship on, over that game because I swear <laughs> to God they were cheating. <laughs> 100% facts right there. So check out Dragon Ball soon. This one is Netflix's answer to Disney Plus. It's we kind of saw like Netflix going for Hail Mary, and the, like luckily they they actually completed the pass and scored the touchdown. So I mean, but it's not our sports nuts. It's not out of left field. They had Rocco's Modern Life. They had Invader Zim. They did those two properties well. They also have Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and uh, the Loud House. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it's a it's a Nick- <laughs> Nickelodeon what? has uh, for audio podcast listeners. Nickelodeon has made a huge deal with a multi year deal with Netflix to produce original content. In response to Disney Plus, Netflix apparently had an ace up their sleeve with an announcing the deal with Nickelodeon, producing films, TV shows based on Nick characters, as well as bringing existing content to Netflix. That's kind of so. Where you saw most of the Nickelodeon content was primarily on Hulu and Amazon Prime. Yeah. So now that Nickelodeon is going more strictly towards Netflix, 
that kind of hurts those two demographics. So it's a it's a it's a punch to Sony. It's not the well, punch not, that we got not, hearing that Disney was pulling everything going to Disney no, plus punch though. No, it's a punch to it's a punch to Disney just because they're taking it away from Hulu. Um, and the, it's I mean, Amazon's still getting their money because Netflix uses their servers, so yeah. well, they don't give a shit. <laughs> do whatever you want. You it's like we have AWS. Money. It's like this <laughs> this prime video is just a net of revenue stream. <laughs> Do whatever you want. We don't care. Amazon's just over there counting the bills in the corner. But <laughs> with Nickelodeon, I see that as a big win for parents on Netflix. Netflix's side because it's a with Disney to keep Plus the subscription now. <laughs> most parents right now they're they're playing uh, Moana for like the seventy fifth time over and over again. What can I say? You're welcome. <laughs> and that's, I knew you'd know some song from them. I don't know. But I really see that as a win. This is a win for Netflix because they keep, they have, since Disney has announced that they're making their streaming service, they started saying how they're different. The Umbrella Academy, Mark Miller's uh, comic series they bought. Oh, we don't need that. We don't need you, Marvel. I have a different superhero franchise. I have a different kid franchise. We don't want to point out Joe Biden, um, but well, I have a different a franchise. We should impeach Donald Trump. And it's a lot of little things that Netflix, I think, will still stay viable for a long time. It's you know what I'm going to be excited for? A knockout punch. For I'm going to be excited showing Ren and Stimpy the Connor. Yeah. <laughs> That's something. I mean, the really kid. Not that it's a bad thing, but they so were like Bert really they lasted fifty years. years. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's a versus for you. Who's gayer? Ren and Stimpy or Bert and Ernie? I mean, one's a cat and a dog. One are, one are two best friends from childhood. So one's bestiality. We can ignore the bestiality. He loves his I love a podcast. He loves his Maybe not movie. that one. No, we may no. not want no, to. No, no, no. No, no. Because, no. no, I mean, we're rolling right into this story. <laughs> Absolutely. A perfect segue into an Eddie Murphy story because Eddie Murphy, we already know, he probably He's saw... the Audi, Dr. Doolittle, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not one of my proudest moments, but here we are. So, <laughs> Eddie Murphy, we already know he signed a big deal with Netflix. He had um, Dolomite as well as yeah. he has his upcoming stand-up special. And he also has Beverly Hills Cop 4. <laughs> the old man passes it's gonna out. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> Funniest Beverly Hills Cop ever. <laughs> Beverly Hills Beast Young. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> So what you can gather from this is that Eddie Murphy is uh, returning, Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> is returning as Axel Foley. There's a new Dr. Doolittle. His name is Robert Downey Jr. That's another story. Okay. But Axel Foley is not only going to get a fourth, ser- uh, fourth movie in the series, there is an option for a fifth. Okay. So there Judge is... Ron- is Judge Reinhold returning? Yeah. We got... Um, 
not only Eddie Murphy, but as well as uh, Jerry Brockheimer is si- signed to return as producer. There's a lot of things going on with this one, but I think it's Eddie Murphy. You can't go wrong. August 7th, 2020 uh, is uh, scheduled for a Coming to America sequel, and it's going to have Arsenio Hall as James Earl Jones. No shit. He ain't dead? Not yet. No. Still alive. Okay, Vader's alive. Um... Ah, 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 Vader alive. Vader alive. <laughs> <laughs> Vader alive. Um, but I'm, I'm really liking that Eddie Murphy's coming back. It's a lot of these things. And this one is from Paramount, which is why they have the Netflix special. I think that since Eddie Murphy's doing a lot of stuff with Paramount, that's why where you're going to see a lot of Paramount pictures getting a lot of exclusives with Netflix, tying it into what I said before. Thank you. Next story. Mark Wahlberg has been cast as Sully in the Uncharted movie next to Tom Holland. Do you see this as proper casting? I mean, Sully was an older guy. He's a mentor, father figure to Tom Holland's character. Oh, that's something I don't like about it. it. It's it, it's off, right? It's it, it it's like a, a bad aftertaste on your tongue. Give me um. Because Mark Wahlberg was also considered for the Nathan Drake character. That's like, ah, like yeah, a little he's, bit. He's too built for it, and you mm-hmm. know, just not no no offense to Mark Wahlberg and his acting ability. Like, I, I just don't see him as this character. I don't see him as a rundown old man who's just trying to help out this explorer who's in there. You know, like Sully was very much a all right, kid, you go do that. I'm going to stand here and smoke a cigar. I'm trying to think. Uh, and their relationship was really pivotal throughout the franchise, but I just... Ugh, something doesn't give me a good feeling about it. I really hope I'm wrong. Especially since Mark Wahlberg does do traditionally you know what, give, good give roles. Me, like Shooter me. and you know different things. Sean Bean and Sully. Yeah. Yeah, Sean Bean. Uh, he could pull it off. I don't know about that. What do you want, Christian Bale? Yeah. Where's the idol? <laughs> no, I would prefer Christian Bale screaming at him the whole time. No, um, Michael Keaton. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. 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 That makes me feel warm inside. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me feel warm inside. I, I approve of that one. You do? If Sully was an older guy, <laughs> that would actually Wahlberg. be pretty cool because it would it be would. the return of those two. It would. <laughs> it would be a nice re-meeting for them. I just. No offense, Mark Wahlberg. Who was the? Uh, I just don't see the, you the as butler the perfect in, in Batman. Fit. Who was that? Uh, not Irons, but uh, the one. And Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Oh, my, Michael Caine. You, you don't mean the future Alfred? No. You mean the one who already did it? Caine. Right, Michael Caine. He would be good from like you know. In the. The other thing. Dictating. Yeah, the other thing that really has me a bit a bad feeling about this is that they can't keep a director. Travis Knight is set to direct now, but they've had other directors fall out of this project. It just gives me that... Peter oh Jackson, God. please take it over. Give me a, a solid director. Like, I don't know. Something you know really... George Lucas it's not going well. When the director keeps falling out of the film, that is a bad sign. You know, George Lucas needs something to do. He only has $2, million, or $2 billion. Because what was it? Wasn't Ben Affleck originally supposed to write and direct the... The Batman, and then he was originally Matt Reeves took it up after that, 
That's why I'm kind of well, hesitant on ben, both of them. Because Ben was going on a bender. <laughs> That's true. And it's the reason why he pulled out, which is what he should have done. Look, Batman has his demons. Title of the podcast. Yeah. I still like Michael Keaton, though. Hey, you can like Michael Keaton. This one you better like me for because I left it in the goddamn news. But PlayStation, uh, Chris was right. You're not going to hear me say that often in this podcast. <laughs> but like a man, I do admit when someone is right. And Chris is right. Uh, PlayStation 5, the cartridges we reported on last week, you can expect to be an external hard drive of sorts. Scroll down. They got a little picture in here of... Uh, the actual cartridges. So, three, two, and one terabyte cartridge external hard drives. Solid state drives. So, it's a nice um, fix to the storage problem that is these consoles. Because you're looking at games having, you know, over 100 gigabytes of data. Yeah, Call of Duty was just... 120 gigabytes of data after updates. And there's nowhere to store it. I download a game, it's like 70 gigs now. It's yeah. insane. Like, I have my mm-hmm. one terabyte hard drive, and I get, like, I don't know, like, a thousand podcasts of video and audio on there on a terabyte hard drive. And it's just, but a game, since there's all that data in there, mm-hmm. the storage is just so massive. So here's mm-hmm. what this helps kind of uh, remediate. That's um, why you need special computers to play them. <laughs> um <laughs> So, PS4 allowed for hard drive upgrades, which were unlicensed, but they didn't void your warranty. Yes. Um, I mean, there are series of things of, you know, to do in order to, like, maintain that storage, download the software onto a thumb drive, put it in safe mode, and then reinitialize it and installs everything. So, this will kind of protect against that. You're going to see the you know, the the actual console unit come out with a lower uh, hard drive because it just needs to hold the operating system mm-hmm. and maybe a couple core games. I mean and that's really it. And then mm-hmm. it, Wait, this is gonna be your this is gonna be your content. I mean your your externals are gonna be your content. Now I really do hope that if they're really going this way that they have an open bay system where you can easily eject them and, and push right them on in. top. You gotta blow into them, <laughs> but, but make it so you can put two at the same time. Return of the blowjob, two at a time. Dose me just before. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an interesting uh, way of solving a problem, it especially is. for yeah. Sony with the new console. Well, you it allows, it, it, it allows it. The, the um, every console that we've had has always been a static console. And by that, the storage space has always been what Very you bought. Yeah. What you bought is what you had, and you had to deal with it. Now, because we had how many versions of the PS3? Yeah. How many versions of the 360? We went from 20 to 60 to 120 to 250 to 500 in the 360 era. We went from 20, 40, 80... 160, 320, 500 yeah. in the PS3 era. And now you're looking at upwards of terabytes upon terabytes in the next gen. I upgraded my PS4 to a 2 terabyte solid state. Yeah. And I still have a 4 terabyte external plugged into it. And I still, I'm 
full on my you know my regular drive, and I try to keep. Well, that's what happens when you have over two hundred console games. <laughs> <laughs> on the PC realm, I don't have that problem, but there's also a lot of storage management that is going to be proposed into the next console gen that PC already kind of has, and even a tweak that PC doesn't have to where you're able to just load a part of a game. And that's big for the next PlayStation console. Being able to manage your system like, what am I actually going to play? Am I really going to play that multiplayer? Well, being able to play, play you know, games should be dynamic now. Mm -hmm. If If they're large enough to have chapters in a game, you should have chapters in your gigabyte storage. You treat that if you treat it that way of like I only want to play I'm only going to play the maybe the multiplayer and maybe mm-hmm. the first two chapters of yeah. the game. So load treat the multiplayer as its own chapter and then load the the two chapters. Because if I would have done that with Call of Duty, I would probably done only maybe thirty gigs at a time. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's giving you that option. But the next story is a story of what could have been, not what will be. What could have been was an amazing Superman game. Or a crappy one. Well, we wouldn't know, would we? Because they Well, anytime, anytime you take the, the, the <coughs> object of flight out of Superman's arsenal, yeah. or you limit his bandwidth mm-hmm. or where he can go, it turns into a crappy game. See, I'm really that's not what Superman is. The thing that scrapped this game was the technology and the engine that it was running on. They were trying to run it on the Arkham engine, but the Arkham engine couldn't handle Superman's flight. That was the problem with this whole game. But because the Arkham engine was designed for Batman to just fall yeah, yeah. and glide, not float. Buzz, you're flying! We're not flying. We're gliding with style. <laughs> he could have gl- glowed with style all throughout the game. But you're just going to sit there like this and just glide. And open- I'm going to slowly caress <laughs> to the other chapter of the game. An open world Superman <laughs> game has been rumored for years. It's and been rumored for decades. What are you talking about? Ever yeah. since the N64 Superman, which disappointed all of like really went up for running of top shittiest game right up next to ET for the Atari uh, for the Atari but this one James Seinfeld posted on Twitter a couple images if you scroll down you'll see them here you see yeah, the, the title was going to be Superman Unbound and uh, you mm-hmm. see a couple of different ones here a couple of different games that were in development um, more images from this one which was uh, this one was going to be in the vein of Superman, uh, of Spider-Man PS4, to where it's going to be an open world with Superman in it. Mm-hmm. And then if you scroll down, there's going to be another one, um, more images from that one. And then why this is that, one. Why does this version of Superman look like Robert Pattinson? <laughs> He's up for another role. <laughs> wink, wink, sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> wink, wink, sparkle, sparkle. Title <laughs> <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> so... One was said to be less open world to limit Superman's abilities, but the game would have been focused on foes like Brainiac and Doomsday and other villains that are. Kevin Smith must have wrote this this little snippet because he starts it with Kal El and not Superman. Yeah, Kal El, aka Superman. But uh, scroll down a little bit more, and then you'll see this one. That's the uh, the city of. It's Krypton. It's a it's a city. On it's a city Kandor. on Krypton. Candor. Yes. 
And Candor, that was going to be your main uh, section of map, to where you were on Candor and you were fighting a whole bunch of villains in the Bottle City. What happened is Brainiac saved that city before he left Krypton. And then that's a big thing in regular Superman comics because all of them were shrunken down and everything, and now there's more Kryptonians than he actually knew were out there. A whole city. But you're limiting Superman's ability by being stuck in this bottle. Yeah. And this wasn't the only game that was actually uh, scrapped. They also scrapped a Suicide Squad game, and they were both canceled because they wanted to run on that Arkham Yeah, yeah, no one gives a shit about that. But nobody would have been able to play it because of the flight mechanics on the Superman game. But yeah. it's interesting to see what could have been, just like what, uh, you know, like Star Wars uh, 1313, the Bounty Hunter game on Coruscant. These are games that, uh, the Darth Maul game, games that we'll never get that would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah I've, did you, speaking of I, Darth Maul, did you ever see that, that fan-made movie with Darth Maul? And yeah. That was sick. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Darth Maul fandom out there that I really appreciate. Another <laughs> fandom is of this next story, which is Beyond Good and Evil. Beyond Good and Evil, um, the Beyond Good and Evil 2 is coming in the future. They have uh, dropped another trailer last E3. This wa- uh, video will show you a little bit more of their character creator, or information about it, rather. This is the footage we got from E3, but their character creator is interesting because it's including human or hybrid characters in the character choice. So you can chase, uh, change the ethnicity, species, cultural influences, future prosthetics and tattoos of the character. And you are picking your space pirates. Future prosthetics and tattoos? Yeah, you know, like a glowing arm. Or, okay. you know, tattoos that have a dragon popping out of it. Okay. A 3D tattoo would be pretty cool. Future prosthetics right there. There we go. Those are your future prosthetics and tattoos. But you can change the nationality and everything. You can really specify your character in this, which is pretty cool. And they have a new look on characters that you know from the first one, like Jade. Goddamn advertisements. But it's Star Wars, so yeah, you can't really blame it. <laughs> Actually, no, that's not Star Wars. What is that? Fuck you, here's mine. But check out that Beyond the Good and Evil that's coming out soon. Um, Take Two Interactive is teasing Bioshock 3 announcement coming soon. The announcement is potential uh, potentially coming by the end of this fiscal year. Bio, uh, eh, I'll wait. Take Two, I believe that they have a lot of stuff on the table right now and they're looking for the next gen hit. And bringing Bioshock 3 into that for the next-gen console, that's almost a necessity to have another Bioshock in the beginning of a console. Uh, The last Bioshock was infinite. Yeah, that was And that was was really good. And it was a fantastic story Mm -hmm. through and through. Now give me Bioshock 3. Give me something else. Give me Bioshock Space. I still want to see the continuation of Rapture first. I mean, or maybe maybe a different... How much more of a continuation do you need from 2? But we could just forget 2. Can we? Yeah, we can. I don't think we can. This is we rocky. We could try. We could try. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how much alcohol and psychedelics you take. You can't really avoid the, pro- the travesty that was 2 in comparison to the series because 
Infinite was great. One was great. Two was <coughs> it was two the was, two was two was um, minimum story and multiplayer. Yeah, the multiplayer wasn't bad though. Yeah, it was good. The multiplayer was fun. That's the only reason why I played it. Yeah. <laughs> It's 100% because the multiplayer really was fun. You had a whole bunch of people just running around. It was like as the the Judgment Day was happening on Rapture, you were just a bunch of people just running around killing each other and fucking... I love hacking hacking the turrets and letting them go kill everybody else. It was pretty cool. (laughs) Absolutely. You had all those little uh, subtleties that you wanted. And I think Bioshock... I I still play through this game once a year because it's that damn good. And I have Bioshock Infinite loaded up on my PC because that's one that I'm going to go through again. I have the remasters on the Xbox One. Mm. So, awesome. we have to leave Bioshock in the past, but one thing is coming back from the past. Age of Empires. Just when you think they were dead. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Age of Empires, man. I remember playing... The first, at least the first two. Yeah, I was actually playing because it's on the Ultimate Game Pass. Okay, Age of Empires two on my PC, but you can still run it. Definitive Edition is now out on PC, which is all in HD. Here we see great, great gameplay footage. It's medieval times, the Mongols versus the English. Um, I guess we can look to history for who won. Um, but great game from the series. You can't get a better top-down, real-time strategy than Age of Empires. And you know what? I'm that's my first for? foray into PC gaming. Was the Age of Empires <laughs> and the Age of Mythology series, along with Zeus and all those ordeals. Rise of Nations as well. Yes. Yeah. Which is also on X uh, or uh, the Game Pass for PC. Tell you, they got us. Do you get? Do you get a commission every time? You, say that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, damn. I enjoy. Did you get a sponsor and not no, tell us? Well, sometimes, they did a lot of times, your that. best customer is the one that you keep fucking happy. Yeah. <laughs> and they did a lot of news with the X O nineteen summit. They had um, Final Fantasy series coming to Game Pass seven, eight, nine, ten. 10 2, 11, 11 2, 12, 12 2, 13, 13 2, 14, 14 2, 11, 10 15, coming soon 15 2, but not Final Fantasy 6. That was my long drawn out point. 11 was multiplayer. 15 was multiplayer. Not 6. Not all 14 14 was multiplayer. 11 was multiplayer. They're not going to Game Pass. (laughs) But a lot of Final Fantasy games are coming. Privilege. (laughs) But Xbox Game Pass is a good deal if you can can sponsor us. So Uh, this one you're going to look out for because Obsidian. Once again, Obsidian dropping out another game. We already, I'm, I'm still playing through Outer Worlds. I'm loving it. I'm, it's a great game. And then they drop the trailer for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids survival game. This will be good for the kids. I think they have a trailer right down there. But you're going to be cutting down wood, which is grass, and um, surviving. Where are you going to get water? The dew 
that collects on the grass droplets, you're going to get your water that way. It's a, taking a different look at all the survival mechanics and really putting it in an interesting world. You're going to have your base building, um, flying insects, they're saying, are coming, and different aspects like that they're going to add in there. But there's a gigantic insect ecosystem in this game. And, I mean, even if I saw Rick Moranis' face with, like, a little gigantic magnifying glass pop up while I'm playing the game, I'd be fucking happy. This is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids survival game. This is how the movie. You want you, you like the movie? Here's the game. That's what I like about this. You're fighting ants in an ant colony, spiders, they're assholes. Surprise, surprise. Well, anything <laughs> with eight eyes is... It's <laughs> <laughs> a general rule of thumb. Breaking up rocks and making axes, you can throw anything in your hands like an axe. Um, so there's a lot of great gameplay here. Fuck stink bugs. Um, a lot of great <laughs> gameplay and a cartoony, cel shaded aspect that I really think this will be a hit. Mm-hmm. It'll be a different take on survival. It definitely yeah. It's better than you know the classic uh, you know. You know, uh, zombie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, oh man, zombie spiders. That'd be an interesting little take they could do during Halloween. Little event. Zombie spider day! <laughs> Hit him in the thorax! Um. Look out for that co op survival game uh, um, on the Unreal 4 engine. Releasing spring 2020. Our next story is uh, Bioware, man. Man, they are still kicking. They're uh, they're doubling down on Anthem. They're not giving up. I don't know why. I said just stick with it. It will be fine. Just (laughs) get EA out of the think tank and you will be fine. They're focusing on... That's all uh, really needs to be talked about this time. (laughs) <laughs> really, it, though the development team plans on making Anthem 2.0 or Anthem Next like No Man's Sky. Infamously, they want to bring this game back from the brink like No Man's Sky and protect the fan base with a lot of great stuff. Like I said, Cataclysm did not uh, perform as expected, and it failed to energize the fans that were still playing Anthem. Now they're, look, they're taking a step back, and they're looking at the actual... F- uh, gameplay mechanics. Well, that's because the people EA have said keeps them standing don't work. in front of Bioware's way. He's like, well, Bioware's like saying, I want to go there. And EA's like, well, no, you're not going to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that you do need to have EA step away from their shoulder and keep an eye on, have Bioware focus on what they do because is it possible for them to save the game? Yes. Is it likely? No. I don't see this having a a No Man's Sky effect. Um, Even for my love of Bioware, I just... The mechanics mechanics of the game are enjoyable. Yeah. The ability to fly around and to do things does get a little monotonous. So if you you kind of streamline that gameplay first and then focus and spider web off of that... I don't like the cooldown meter for the flying. You you can just extend it. I, I shouldn't have to extend it. It's like Tony Stark saying, oh man, I'd love to help you against that swarm over there, but my jet's got to cool down. 
Like, Tony, we need your help. Hang on, my jets are cooling down. I'll fly right over there if it's not too far. You got a fucking exoskeleton. Think of a proper cooling system for your goddamn jets. That's a problem in engineering, yo, not gameplay. Yo, yo, cool your jets, man. <laughs> but that's my point. Your flaw in gameplay should not be my problem as a gamer. And I think there's a, a good bit that they can do to fix it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not disparaging that. It's, it's more... If Tony Stark can do it, you can do it. Flat out. It's a word to live by. Okay. He did make Ultron, though. You probably don't want to do that. <clears throat> but our next story is uh, one for Connor. One punch! One punch! <laughs> one punch man, a hero nobody knows, launches a new trailer, and the fighting game is set to release February 28th, 2020 on... PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. I love how he just stood there taking notes. The cool part about this trailer is that, yeah, you can make your team Dragon Ball Fighter Z style of three to where you're going against these people. All right, cool. Saitama, you have him on your team. He might not show up on time, if at all. But there is also a different Saitama that they have, which is Dream Saitama. To where he doesn't have the OP one-punch mechanic. He's like a regular hero in the game, and he's actually fighting. However, he's fighting in his PJs. I'll still allow it. It's a great, it's an interesting little tweak that you have, because you have these gigantic, uh, massive amounts of heroes and people who are going to be in this game that honestly get really overshadowed in the anime itself. And it's giving a nice focus, and it's staying true to the anime itself. So, yeah, I'd buy it on sale. There's Dream. Yeah, there's Dream side of mine, his PJs. But I'd buy it on sale. Yeah, 100% on Steam. Yeah, yeah. Dream Saitama arrives, and you can actually fight with Saitama. And also, like we said before, they have the gauge of when he would show up in the battle and one-punch the hero. It's going to be an interesting take on a fighting game, especially one surround, or, you know, centered around a guy who kills people in one punch. How do you make that a game? They found a fucking way. And in February 2020, you're going to find out, too. One Punch Man, a hero that nobody knows, man. And this next story is interesting. Not in the way you'd want, but Hideo Kojima is now record holder of two more Guinness Book of World Records. All right, so this is on the event of Death Stranding releasing. And no, it's not on longest dialogue. Which I would have immediately thought, because of how long-winded he is. But it's for most followers on Twitter for a video game director and most followers on Instagram for a video game director. Kojima has uh, 811,600 followers in Japan on Twitter and about 2,813,385 followers 
in English Twitter. On Instagram, he has 888,539 followers. About 118 now. So, he has quite a bit of a following on the social media. Oh, my God. So, that's what got him in the Guinness Book of World Records again. He also got put in the Guinness Book of World Records back in June 13th of 06 for first interactive digital graphic uh, graphic novel for PlayStation Portable. That is a rather specific title. I I don't think there's too many other people going (laughs) for that specific thing. But he's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Okay. It's what like going for? for the record of most bugs lit. Was that a, what is it? Was that was an NPS title? <laughs> like, all right, I didn't really want to go for the the record of most bugs lit, but I got it. Like, yes, you did. Good for you, <laughs> bud. But Hideo Kojima's in the Book of World Records. A couple okay. times over, three times over now. Good for him. And now for social media, which I kind of think is a ridiculous uh, world record to have. Yeah. How many real person or real accounts are in that? You know? When it's like, oh, Hideo oh, Kojima has twenty four billion <laughs> followers, that's a little bit unbelievable. Like who the fuck is following him? Flirt from Flipnon? Yeah. I don't know, but do you want to see my campics? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one story that you found. Yeah. Which is uh, one Chad McBoseman. Chadwick Boseman, the most white name you can find. Wakanda forever. But uh, what was he saying in this article? So, uh, Mr. Boseman, who plays T'Challa in Black Panther, says that he... So, highlight the story. I found this last minute. Um, He does not want to do the Disney Plus TV show that... uh, they had in line for Black Panther uh, because he doesn't want to have to exercise like a masochist. I mean, I don't blame him. I That's what's keeping me from being a Marvel superhero, honestly. It's not the fame or the looks. It's honestly, I would have to work out a lot. It's and the poor, no, it's the poor cat choices. Um, <laughs> look, Bob Iger's called me. Said, "Matt, we need you." I'm like, Bob, I don't. I am Fedora work Man. Out. <laughs> I don't want to work out that much. I know you need Fedora Man, but honestly, Every you need time a chisel. I throw a projectile. It says, "Douche." Talk to Channing Tatum. <laughs> you know, have, Tan- have Channing Tatum just beat Fedora Man in my stead. So, Fedora Man coming out in 2024. Check it out. Disney Plus. Okay. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> Sorry, but that automatically makes it a Disney negative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that might be a title. <laughs> <laughs> we end off this podcast every time with a thought experiment. And this one, I thought of uh, an easygoing this time around. I thought of it as uh, what if... Now, what if you could spend a day with one comic or sci-fi character? Who would it be and why? Comic sci-fi character? Um, that is a very good one. Because um, I'd stay away from the Deadpool. There'd probably be a lot of murder. Same thing with Punisher. Probably I would stay murder. away from anybody mm-hmm. who can control my thoughts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Jean Grey, I'd stay away from her. Um 
Man, that really does kind of narrow down the field. But it does. I would spend the day with Doctor Who. Yeah, he's always a good choice. Him. Any one of the incarnations. I would just take me on an adventure, Doctor. You got one day. That's I'm it. pretty sure. Anywhere I'm, in time and space. I'm pretty sure I would hear some amazing stories and I'd be able to crack Alfred mm-hmm. to get him to show me some shit. <laughs> and maybe even take a souvenir. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm liking my choice. What are you thinking? I like Doctor Who. It's really, I mean, because you can go anywhere in time and space, anywhere in the universe. And in a day, if you're a time traveler, oh my God. you like... You could have so much more. A lifetime worth of experiences in a full day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that that's a full value pack, man. I'm all for coupon savings. That is a <laughs> lifetime experience in a day. Boom. Yeah, but the time human, traveling loophole. The human mind can't can't quantify the amount of information that they have to absorb. Your your head would literally explode. Yeah, we'll be fine. I'll keep, I'll keep a video journal. I'm fine. He's like, I have, to, <laughs> I, have to, I have to go back in time and prevent my own death. Why? Pop. <laughs> the doctor would keep my head it's on a time straight. Pop. He's, he's, yeah, he's done this a couple times with humans. And then he probably, if anything, worse comes to worse, he'd wipe your memory and stuff you in like 1875. And then you're done. Sonic Screwtrack. Boom. Plot hole device. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm liking the Doctor. I'm also liking Doctor Strange. Yeah, but ah, that he can manipulate he can manipulate time or bring you back to dead or turn you into a, like a shadow warrior. So yeah, interesting time is all I hear. And he's a drinker. <laughs> he's a drinker. He knows a good time. That man, will, we'll portal into some places, man. You ever seen a Flapton Forlock on uh, Cree Homeworld? Oh, you're going to love that drink. I was spaced out for the whole 23 hours. I actually woke up two weeks later. That's a story. Get me Blunt Man and Chronic. Oh, man. Blunt Man and Chronic. That would be a crime-fighting, uh, hazy adventure. You may not remember the whole thing, but you Man, may you have saved someone. someone. You'd be hungry afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, we end off the podcast thanking all of our lovely family out there. Cheese puff of justice. We want to thank Kevin, as well as Moy, and Amy Tucker for life in the last podcast of Every Kiss Begins with a Flood, as well as... This one surprised me. It was an it was an oldie that was liked. It was podcast Andre like podcast thirty nine. We are console fluid. Elon could be watching. <laughs> He's always watching, and he could. Elon, call me. I'll what take a test. About him? <laughs> what couldn't I talk with him about? What wouldn't you talk with Elon about? Anything. I want that motherfucker for a podcast. I won't make you smoke weed like Joe Rogan. <laughs> no stock tips today. Um, <laughs> you can contact us at, at uh, pjandwh.com. 
Go to the Contact Us page. Leave your name, your email. What's your message? Follow us on the social media on Facebook.com backslash PJNWH. YouTube.com. Search PJNWH. Twitter. Instagram. At PJNWH. We here at Perjangus Wallhangers. Thank you, loyal listeners, for watching. So what do we got going on in the next couple of weeks? A couple of announcements <laughs> we want to make. Yeah. Yeah, man. So this we is, scored uh, and secured a... Uh, a live cast at the DVD and Game Exchange yes, and Media on State Street. Uh, Mark was gracious enough to, to lend us his uh, his business, and we're going to do a live cast there. Uh, he's getting me some extra details, and we're going to be um, plugging some of this stuff because he's got some Black Friday deals and offers that he's going to do. I'll be talking to him shortly. And then um, and then I know that we are in, in the... Realm of securing a date for the A1 Beer Barn revisit. Yeah, man. I went out and I stopped at the A1 Beer Barn and I talked to the owner, and he said they had such a great turnout for the grand op- uh, grand opening event. They had a lot full of people in the parking lot. You couldn't park, couldn't get out. There was uh, vendors and food and prizes, and everybody had a good time. The uh, I forget who we said the uh, guest was, but great, approachable guy. And um, I spoke with him and said, hey, man, we got three podcasts, Triforce podcast, the Light Skin Breakdown, and the Black Opinion podcast that would like to gather up and do a crossover podcast. That Is this what we call a multicast? It would be a multicast <laughs> of epic proportions with the Light Skin Breakdown, Triforce podcast, and the Black Opinion podcast, Matt Kennedy, going to be going live we're shooting for probably the end of January for a live podcast there funny with all three of us to go live and have an epic... And to top it off, you're not just going to go there to see us. There's going to be taste testing. Vendors are going to be coming out. We're we going to have get, beer all, testing get, at the live podcast. We all get rings. We give one to Teddy, one to Matt, and we get three. But we're not going to be summoning Captain Planet, though. No, no, Captain Alcohol, probably, because we're in a beer bar. <laughs> but I'm really, really excited for those live podcasts. If you want to do us, uh, if you want us to do a live podcast at your business establishment, just contact us right here at PJNWH. We will respond, and we will definitely do a live podcast highlighting your business, talk to you, and you know, investigate why it's such an interesting place, and we'll do our podcast live from your establishment. And, of course, we thank Bob. This has been a long, drawn-out goodbye. We are Projectors and Wallhangers. I am Matthew Bugrell, the Madman. To my left is Stephen Bugrell, the Big Brother. And to my right is old man Christopher Bristow. And sitting next to me on the couch is our mascot. Special thank you to Amy Link. and April yes. for giving this gift that they alluded to last week. Absolutely. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be securing these for people to... Uh, purchase. We'll throw them on the website. We'll, yeah, we'll have a whole store in there. We'll have we'll a merch store and everything else. No fedoras, unfortunately, unless we get a special deal. But thank you for watching, Bob. We'll see you next week, boys and girls. Game on! Bye bye. Artist, yeah, he, you know him. He's the artist of the best-selling superhero series. La Porneca. Oh. So do you think he saw us? You're not gonna have your series on your platform. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're saying that, but no, it is in the dark. Putting a lot of faith in Disney right now. Don't fuck it up. Almost ended our friendship over that game.
I swear to God they were cheap. Yeah, that makes me feel warm inside. Do you get a commission every time? Pizza. Pizza. Did he not bring you french fries? Oh no! Is that the french, french fry man? man? Oh my god, the french fry man. He's so scary now. <laughs> he essentially he doesn't want to exercise for Marvel's Disney Plus series. That's all. Well, you, hmm. could be, you could be fat Chad McBurney. Hmm? Fat, fat Panther. Fat Panther? Yeah. We let it percolate a little bit. Okay. Let it breathe. You know what? I'll, let I'll, it I'll, accept, I'll accept let it percolate. I'll, I'll accept <laughs> let it percolate. <laughs> it's time to I'm percolate. subbing it in. Let me fix my collar before people think I'm wearing a fucking v-neck. It's actually a thermal because winter's coming. Winter is coming. Oh is right, Kelly um, still dead? He is, um... Kelly still dead. Chris has cursed him with the Black Death. I'm so glad I don't have that running then, around. Then, then I went to... Then I had to do this and that. And now they go all the way across town and go over here just to get a, bit, a little thimble cap. And then oh, I had to drive it back yeah. to the little girl who was asking for the thimble cap so I could get the picture that I wanted. Like, oh my god. Holy. Keep your questing, man. Keep your parenting questing. I'm, I'm grinding. Good. I was just not, I'm not appreciating Oh, thank god we're still recording. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. Bye. <laughs>